This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Road safety. The more we discuss road safety, the more it seems that city planning is really playing a big factor in moving forward in the safest and livable way for cities like Toronto. And this is certainly a reflection of our desire for a safer city and our aging population. Word came yesterday that 53 new senior safety zones will be implemented across Toronto this fall. A City of Toronto release says Senior safety zones are part of Toronto's $109 million multifaceted Vision Zero Road Safety Plan. The new zones include traffic safety measures designed to raise the visibility of seniors and give them extended crossing time to safely cross the street. It goes on to say that the senior safety zones will be retrofitted with new safety signs, enhanced pavement markings, and extended traffic signal walk time which we were just discussing with Constable Stibby. Further work will include detailed engineering reviews to consider additional safety measures that could include reduced crossing distances, traffic calming, and designation as a community safety zone. And these 53 new zones are in addition to the 12 locations installed last year. I want to hear from you. If you've experienced any of the 12 locations now designated as senior safety zones, if you feel safer or an older loved one feels safer, what about the extra time to cross the street? How helpful is that? Continue sharing your stories as we put an emphasis on pedestrian safety today on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Here are the numbers. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740, toll free. Joining us to discuss this segment is David Seymour, Project Manager at 880 Cities, and Adina LeBeau. Chapter Chair of CARP Toronto. Welcome both. Thank you so much for having me. David, Thank you very much indeed. David, is this a step in the right direction, so to speak? Uh, yes. I mean, we should really start off first with acknowledging that, you know, the good in this step. And it's great that the city is acknowledging that our streets, as they currently are, are not safe for senior citizens. Senior citizens, we know, are far more likely to be the victims of traffic collisions than any other age group, disproportionately so. And they are disproportionately more likely to be injured or to die from their injuries. Absolutely, that's right. So the fact that the city is acknowledging this is is great. It's a really good first step. Uh, But it is just a first step, and there are some things, I think, about these senior safety zones that could be improved Oh, please tell us what you think. This this helps everybody. So yeah, I mean, I think the first the first thing I would have concerns with this with the senior safety zones is that the city is essentially saying there are these fifty three or sixty five areas in the city where we want seniors to be safe, and everywhere else, if you're a senior citizen, you're out of luck. 
Uh, I mean, I think we really want senior citizens to be safe everywhere in this city. Uh, we shouldn't be telling the 300,000-plus Torontonians who are seniors that only in very select portions of the city are we going to try and make these improvements. Uh, but isn't, isn't the population, the demographic population in these 65 areas more um, of a senior-style neighborhood? We have more seniors living in those areas? Uh, I mean, yes, though I, I think that senior citizens would probably like to be able to move about safely across the entire city. I don't think they'd want to be pigeonholed to just the area they're living in. Mm-hmm. And for those senior citizens who don't live in those areas, uh, what are how are they supposed to move around their city safely? Uh, so, it's a, as I said, it's a good first step. But the goal really should be creating a city that is safe for seniors and for all residents to move about the city safely, not just in select areas. So just to clarify then, would you like to see these kinds of measures once they're in these 65 areas go to all of the major intersections across the uh, the city? Uh, Certainly, yes, we should see uh, these measures and more measures put out across the city so that all of us, Um, whether we are walking, whether we're cycling, whether we're driving, are able to safely and comfortably move around. What I'm hearing, uh, and Adina, maybe you can tell us as well what CARP members are saying about these senior safety zones, is that the main issue is the extra time needed to cross the street. Uh, Well, that's one of the things. I I mean, as David was saying, we need a systematic approach uh, and that, that for the acceptance of the Vision Zero, it ultimately is holistic. It needs uh, slower speed limits. It needs no right turns on red. Red means stop. It needs four-way systems and technology that gives bikes, cars, pedestrians each the right of way uh, to turn by means of flashing arrows. And it needs protected bike lanes. The senior safety zones are one aspect of a systematic and holistic approach uh, to get pedestrian deaths and cyclist deaths down to zero. Um, and other cities have chosen different ways to do it. Uh, many cities have put slower speed limits across the city to speed up the process or, or no turns on red. Um, Toronto has chosen uh, an approach that uh, does it in parts in different areas of the city while they study, uh, do you know, where these techniques and tactics will be the most uh, productive and useful. Uh, so we do applaud the 53 new senior safety zones, uh, but like David says, outside of those zones, what are the mechanisms and measures that are taking place to protect seniors at, let's say, an intersection from people making right-hand turns mm-hmm. or traveling uh, at higher speed limits. I like your phrasing of a holistic approach, that this is just part of the the vision that we should have as we try to get this Vision Zero thing right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's one piece and we applaud we applaud, you know, fifty three more senior safety zones. Uh but other other areas that we could be working in would also help us reduce uh casualties and accidents. Um it, it's more like thirty three or thirty two people have uh been killed since the beginning of the year. This is more than last year. Mm -hmm. But what people don't realize is that this is out of 70,000 collisions a year. Right. 
Uh, and that is a huge number that indicates the lack of safety. Right. Uh, for or the, the lack of attentiveness by those of us sharing the roads. Exactly. All right. I want to hear your stories as well, uh, whether you're a senior or you have a loved one who's a senior and your concerns uh, about walking in this city. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740 or perhaps the city you live in, like Bracebridge. That's where Bill is calling us from. Hi, Bill. Go ahead. So I, I actually live in the city, but, uh, you know, all this holistic stuff about, you know, you got to do everything for everybody. How about we do some of the common sense things? I live in East York, and right by Stan Wadlow Park, there's a stretch there. I've asked them like five to seven times over the years to put radar there. Councillor Janet Davis... Uh, 54 division. You know what? They never, ever did it. There's a woman was killed at the crosswalk. Multiple people hit. But the safety zones, more paint on the sidewalks, more signs put up. You know, I go through an intersection now, and I, I look, and they're not the same. One intersection's got different flashing lights than another one. And so what are we doing? We're spending money. We should just put up photo radar. And that's it. Bingo. You know what? You go speeding down these streets, you're done, you're nailed, you're paying the price. Well, but the no, way we, I understand it... thousands of dollars yes. on speed bumps that do nothing but congest traffic. What about speed bumps? Thank you for your call, Bill. What about speed bumps, uh, David, and and uh, radar zones? I see that part of what Vision Zero has already encompassed is 74 new red light cameras. That was in 2017. I'm just quickly looking at the 2018 measures. Uh, that seems to have been done already last year. Are, th- again, these are all different components of trying to make the city safer. David, go ahead. Yes, yes, that's correct. I mean, I don't think there's going to be any one particular tactic that is going to be able to uh, create an entire system of safe, accessible streets. So absolutely, um, red light cameras and radar are one part of it, as are speed bumps, as are road diets, as are uh, bump outs at crosswalk intersections so that there's less um, space that senior citizens and pedestrians need to cross as are uh, pedestrian traffic islands. All of these things need to be working together to create that safe, accessible network of streets and sidewalks that we all want to see. Adina, what about uh, what Bill was saying there? He was saying that traffic calming measures uh, like speed bumps and humps don't work. I find just the opposite Mm -hmm. in my Burnham Thorpe Martin Grove area of Toronto. Uh, Some of the streets are 30K and there are uh, traffic uh, humps and people have no choice but to go slower. Doesn't Doesn't it stand to reason that those areas would be safer? I agree. Uh, and the stats are showing that, uh, you know, lowering the speed limit uh, limits the, the kinds and types of inner injuries that people, uh, you know, would have. So the traffic calming gestures like the speed bumps obliges people in cars to travel slower. Uh, but there are also other things. It's sort of clear and non-conflicting messages with signals. I I get a lot of phone calls with uh, uh, 
from seniors saying that, you know, I'm at a, a, a light. I, I want to cross the street. Uh, the white pedestrian light is on for 10 seconds. I'm uh, one quarter the way through, and all of a sudden a flashing hand comes. Yes. And I don't know how long I have, and I don't even know whether I should be going. Uh, sometimes the messages and the signals uh, are not consistent in different parts of the city uh, and at different uh, intersections, given when they were developed and created, there are different rules. We're all out there. We're all using the roads, either as cyclists, pedestrians, drivers of motor vehicles, or a combination of those modes of transportation, transit as well. I want to hear your stories today of uh, moments where you think things have gone well as a pedestrian driver or cyclist, or where you've personally seen that things need to change and what it is about that situation that needs to change. I want to get to your calls, but we need to take a quick break. We'll do that in just a moment. In the meantime, here are the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Do you feel safe on the roads, whether you live in Toronto or a smaller city or town in southern Ontario? I'm having a discussion today with David Seymour, project manager at 880 Cities, and Adina LeBeau, the chapter chair of CARP Toronto, in light of the fact that the city is putting in 53 new senior safety zones across Toronto this fall, in addition to 12 already installed. Are you hesitant to ride a bike or to walk out there or to drive as a result of that feeling that you may not be safe, give us a call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Jerry in Toronto. Jerry, what would you like to add? Well, I'd like to add I'm a senior citizen. I'll be 74 on Friday, and I've been driving taxis in the city of Toronto for 45 years. It's not always the vehicle or the driver's fault on these pedestrian accidents. As an example, a few years ago, I was driving southbound on Victoria Park near a senior's apartment at 1420 Victoria Park. And here was a senior looking at the northbound traffic, didn't even check the southbound traffic, and walked right on the road right in front of the driver, and unfortunately the lady was killed. She was actually going up to the Eggleton Square. Mm -hmm. There's a set of lights at O'Connor and Victoria Park that takes her right to it. So education, especially of seniors, about how to use the roadways and not to cross in the middle of the streets is of paramount importance as well. Because not all those pedestrians were killed or driver error. So in the 45 years you've been driving a cab, um, I'm sure you've seen lots of changes. Is there, is there a bit of a denial, do you think, on the part of some seniors that, that the roads are more dangerous or they, they don't move as quickly as they think that they do? I think it's a combination of those things, Jane, along with the lack of education where you could have somebody from Toronto Police Services going in and uh, saying, you know, these are the do's and don'ts if you're going to cross a street. 
they just uh, either maybe they're not totally aware, maybe their faculties are not quite as swift as what's, what they once were, but they put themselves in harm. So all these senior driver safety zones are going to amount to zero if you don't educate the seniors that are using them. David Seymour, what about that? What about uh, the senior safety zones in tandem with education, as Jerry's suggesting, officers going into nursing homes, retirement homes, having conversations with people about the way the roads have changed? Yeah, definitely any time there are changes to how our roads are supposed to function, education for all of us, regardless of how you move around, is an important component of that. And absolutely, you know, everyone, whether you're a pedestrian, a cyclist, or a driver, we all need to pay more attention and we all need to look out for each other. Um, What Vision Zero is about, though, is that at the end of the day, we are all human beings. None of us are perfect, and we're all going to make mistakes. So what we need to be doing is building our streets and our sidewalks and our intersections and the senior safety zones in a way that when we do make mistakes... The result isn't that someone is is killed. The result isn't a multi-car car pileup. So with right turn restrictions on red lights, with crosswalk bump outs, with traffic islands for pedestrians, we can make it so that fatal accidents become non-fatal ones and non-fatal accidents become minor accidents. Mm-hmm. We, we got to accept that as human beings, we of course are going to make mistakes. So we need to build our roads in such a way that those impacts of those mistakes are minimized. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. David, why do you think we're not seeing at least a minimal reduction in the number of pedestrian injuries and deaths with Vision Zero being in place now for over a year and a half? Uh, to be frank, I think it's because as Vision Zero has been rolled out by the City of Toronto thus far, the emphasis has been a lot about signage and new paint and the data has shown from you know Sweden where Vision Zero was originated or from New York where it was heavily properly instituted is that signage and paint doesn't actually have a meaningful impact on reducing fatality. We need to be taking the steps I've talked about and Nadina have talked about about reducing speed limits and speed bumps and providing more time for people to cross the road. Those are the things that actually do meaningfully impact and reduce fatalities. And so far, that's not what Vision Zero Toronto has really been focusing on. Well, and, and so that leads to another question then, and certainly you can't put yourself in the minds of those who are designing Vision Zero, but are they not talking to experts about the very things you're suggesting, that spending money on signs? and lines, that doesn't work. Uh, I mean, I would hope that they would be. Um, the only thing I can think of is that, you know, anytime we make changes to our roads, that is uh, a big political decision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not an easy thing to tell people who are used to using the roads in a certain way that we need to use them in a different way. That requires a certain amount of uh, political courage to get out in front of that and make the argument for safety above all in our streets. 
And right now, I'm not sure that's something that uh, the current leaders of Vision Zero in our city at City Hall, I'm not sure that's an argument they're willing to make at this point. Well, certainly we've heard on this very program on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back that there aren't enough crossing points, that you have these long stretches of road uh, between uh, where you have signals to cross, and people are in a hurry. Uh, They decide to cross mid-block, and inevitably, and in some cases, that can lead to a collision, injuries, and, and fatalities at times. Yeah, I mean, if you do not provide a safe place to cross a road, you know, for 800 meters or kilometers at at a, at a go, people, you know, human nature is not going to take you 15 minutes out of your way to simply cross the street. People are going to cross wherever they can. Our infrastructure does not recognize that. So part of, you know, proper vision zero implementation is working with human nature and building and changing our streets in a way so that you don't have to walk 20 minutes out of your way to get to a crosswalk. Adina, Adina LeBeau, also on the line, a chapter chair of CARP Toronto, CARP, a new vision of aging. Uh, what are you hearing from CARP members about uh, the way to go to make pedestrian safety uh, a priority in neighborhoods so that people aren't hesitant to actually leave their apartments to take a walk in their neighborhood? Uh, we're hearing we're hearing a lot about what has been talked about already. Uh, slower speed limits across the city uh, rolled out. Uh, we're hearing about no right turns on red. Uh, we're hearing about four-way systems and technology that gives bikes, cars, pedestrians, each the right of way. Uh, We're hearing about protected bike lanes. We're also hearing about what David was saying is that intuitively uh, Toronto, when it sets up its senior zones or its crossing zones, has to be there and take a look at the traffic so that if you've got a senior's residence or a tower of apartment buildings and high-rises right across the street from a Loblaws or a plaza, then that's a perfect place to put a safety crossing zone. For a senior to have to walk two blocks north or south to cross and then walk another two blocks, uh, some of them cannot do it. Uh, there are mothers, it's not just seniors, it's mothers with young children and, and uh, other uh, people who would cross mid-section because it's intuitive to do that. And so we need a sensitivity when we are plotting where these zones are and crossing zones uh, to take a look at the action and what's going on there. Let's wrap up uh, Walking Wednesday here, as we're uh, calling it, on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back with a positive message from each of you. David Seymour, Project Manager at 880 Cities. What can we feel good about in this city of Toronto uh, as we move forward with trying to prioritize safety? At the moment, it doesn't appear to be working that well, but we need a positive message. Well, I think the fact that we're having this conversation is incredibly positive. The fact that this is on our radar, uh, but, you know, the first step in resolving any problem is acknowledging that we have one. The fact that this is part of our our city's consciousness as part of things that people are talking about on the bus, in coffee shops, as part of this mayoral campaign is an incredibly positive sign, and we should feel good about that. And Adina? 
the conversation is happening and the money is flowing. Just in June, more money has been given and put into the Vision Zero. Uh, and the discussions are happening and the sensitivity to the issues and the citizens are happening. And you're absolutely right, too, David, in that uh, we are in the in the middle of a municipal election campaign. And when the candidates for council and mayor come knocking at your door and you have concerns about pedestrian safety or safety in general, it's a good time to express them when you have uh, open ears before we get a new city council, whether it's the same size or reduced. We'll wait to see about that. But certainly there are a lot of candidates out there passing out their flyers and knocking on doors. I thank you both for your time. Thank you. Thank you, You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.